Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome, warriors. Yay. Thanks for joining us again this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are joined today by a fabulous guest. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jen Salk. And before Abby hops into a quick little recap for you all, let me let you all know a little bit about who Jen is. Jen Salk is a mom, a wife, a dog mom, and a mental health advocate, an empty nester, and a fashion lover. She lives in South Florida with her husband and her dog. Her son's in college and her daughter just graduated from University of Florida. She is so passionate about helping others and making connections. She chooses to share her story because she never knows who it may touch and help. All right. So Abby, let's hear about this chat. Yeah, this, I mean, thank you, Jen, for, for hopping on here and sharing your story. I know for me, I heard a lot of myself in, in her story and I really appreciated, um, you know, what she shared. So you know, Jen starts off by sharing um, pretty much about how an abandonment wound from childhood um, she carried with her all the way through her adulthood. And it would manifest in ways like overthinking and uh, overthinking about the future, ruminating about the past. Um, And it wasn't until she went to therapy that she realized like, oh, wow, I have some healing to do, especially around fears around abandonment and rejection. She shares how, you know, through therapy, it's really helped her with being able to uh, trust herself more and speak up more in different situations. And she shares a plethora of amazing um, uh, strategies and coping tools and everything that I find, I think everyone will really benefit from. Yeah. She shares how her relationship to anxiety has definitely changed, especially in the last few years from anxiety being a dictator for her to anxiety being able to back off more and for her to be able to really step into that discomfort and be okay with it. Um, This was just such an amazing conversation. She shares so many great tools and anchors for really getting you into the present moment when anxiety wants you to spiral. Um, And I know for me, I'm definitely taking some of those tools for my own practice as well. Hard same, hard same warriors. We cannot wait for you to enjoy this conversation. Jen wants you to show up for yourself and you're going to hear a lot of that. And along with some just amazing wisdom, as Abby said. So without further ado, here's the show. Welcome warriors. Yay. We are joined today by a fabulous guest. Her name is Jen Salk. Jen, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We're really excited. We always love connecting with guests on Instagram or YouTube or like Anywhere in the internet ether is it's confusing to us as geriatric millennials, um, mm-hmm. but also really awesome, really, really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So thank I, you. Yeah. It's awesome that we made this happen. <laughs> yes. 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 All right. So we like to just dive right in here at AWP. Mm-hmm. So, Jen, share with us how anxiety shows up in your life. Mm. Um, well, a lot of overthinking. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I'm like a huge overthinker. I could take one little tiny like bit of information and overthink it and make it into like a big story and really, really like believe it myself, you know, and really make myself very anxious over like what I'm telling myself. Um, I'm really good at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like that overthinking leads to worry, you know, um, but it's a lot of that. What if thinking, mm-hmm. um, and, um, which is, it really, you know, it's really, really icky. Um, and, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big worrier. I mean, I'm trying not to be, you know, um, but worry, um, you know, the, um, you know, just, I think like the inability to, um, sometimes like be present, Yeah. Uh-huh. um, like be in the moment is because of my anxiety. Yeah. 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 Well, when you're in good company, right? (laughs) Like, first of all, sometimes I think like, oh, like I haven't felt very anxious lately, right? Like, oh, woohoo. And then all of a sudden, like the dumbest, smallest thing in the world happens and I can't stop overthinking it, right? Like, and I'm like, oh, there you are. Um, So, so I think you can, we can very much relate to the overthinking and the Mm -hmm. exhaustion around that. Um, I'm super curious because you had mentioned that you have kids. So I have some friends who, you know, I've always had anxiety. It's like been my whole life. Right. But I've had friends that like would notice anxiety. Right. But it wasn't a thing they had. And and then they had kids and then things shifted. So I'm super curious, like, were you an overthinker your entire life Um, or did things change with kids or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just to tell you quickly, um, I had a lot of childhood, like I had a lot of trauma growing up. Yeah. Um, I lost my dad when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was sick at the same time. Yeah. So she's okay now, but, um, you know, it was like a, not a normal childhood. No. Um, so, um, yeah, I had a lot, I worried a lot, you know, I always worried about my mom, you know, like what would happen. Um, so, you know, in the in-between years before having kids, you know, I was good. You know, I didn't really overthink too much. I didn't really have too much to overthink. You know, I went to, I went to college. I went to grad school. I had a great life, you know. Um, I met my husband. You know, we have a wonderful life. We live in Florida, in South Florida. When I had kids, um, yeah, I mean, uh, totally changes. <laughs> you know, I mean, my daughter's almost 22 and my son's 20. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... Worrying yeah. about your little people. I mean, no matter what age they are. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, my son has Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. uh, which is autoimmune, um, like a GI. Yeah. Um, so, and he's away at college. I mean, he's doing great, but it's a constant worry, you know? Yeah. Um, and you probably had that with raising him, like making sure to be there and care for him and over all that, like thinking about his health. Right. And so even though he's not there with you now, I can imagine like it's still a stressor in your life because you love him. Yeah. Well, he, we didn't even know about he wasn't diagnosed until he was 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was sick before, you know, he mm-hmm. we, it took like six months to get diagnosed. Um, 
Yeah. So, you know, I'm like definitely on top, like, you know, not, not like a helicopter mom, but like, (laughs) you know, like definitely, you know, close to my kids and, you know, yeah. You know, my mom always said, she was like, you're never too old for me to stop worrying about you. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm, you know, I'm 40, my brother and sister in their early fifties. So I was like the special surprise their special mm-hmm. gift she calls me the special gift but i know it was probably a mix of surprise and gift with air quotes you know um 12 years after my sister but she's just like you're just always you're always my baby it doesn't matter how old you are moved out married you know own a home career whatever your deal is i'm still going to be worried about you cuz that's like yeah. the role of parenting you know yeah seems mm-hmm. Um, I, I also, I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I also like with my anxiety. Um, and I think because of like what happened in childhood and because of like stuffing everything down really until like I actually found the right therapist. I mean, I was in therapy and I had many different therapists but until I kind of found the right therapist, um, and really started to work on a lot of the healing, yeah. um, that I had to do. I learned about this abandonment wound, and um, all of the anxiety and the triggers, and it's all related. It's like the anxiety from the abandonment. Um, so I'm so in tune with it now. Um, and but it is a huge source of anxiety when it gets triggered. Yeah, yeah. So can you like describe? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, like, I know it's so confusing. What does that mean exactly? Right, because it shows up really weird for me. <laughs> And it's like, you can't control it. So I'm like, right. I, I can't control who, who I feel I'm going to be abandoned by because I really don't. It's really this like inner child in me um, is what it is that never really was able to heal from what was going on. So um, when I finally met my therapist and, you know, started doing this healing work, like this inner child in me was like, had someone sitting with her um, doing a lot of this work. And I started not being able to like end the sessions and say goodbye um, because I was worried that she wasn't going to come back. Mm. Um, And in between the sessions, it was really, really hard for me. And I was getting really anxious and I would make up all these stories that she was mad um, and she wasn't going to want to see me anymore. And if I emailed her, she's going to get mad and it made sense to me. But um, you could tell when it wasn't me, like Jen doing it, when it was like this, like little girl and me kind of like needing this, you know, needing the reassurance and like needing all this stuff that I really like needed. Um, And, you know, it's very, the more like I want to share this because people don't talk about it, but it's really common (laughs) Um, because like when I do share it, people are like, you know what, it happened to me too. And it happened with my therapist too. And I just, I was really scared of her abandoning me. Um, And it took us a long time. Like, you know, she never, she's amazing. Um, She's like amazing, amazing, amazing. Like no one I ever thought would be my therapist, but she's like amazing. I can't tell you enough. She never did anything for me to think that she was abandoning me. It was all me. Right. but she taught me how to have like a secure relationship um, and how to trust in the, our relationship. And it took like a year really before we could work on anything else. Cause I was so every session I'd have to like need the reassure. I would want the reassurance. Yes. 
And I was so anxious about her leaving. And it was really just, it was learning how to have that, like how to not be anxious with it. Yeah. Yeah. When when you when you're sharing this, I mean, I I hear it through the lens of attachment theory, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's like how I'm relating to it. And I I am an anxious attachment, right? If, mm-hmm. if I'm going to give myself a label, and I I totally relate to that fear of abandonment. And mm-hmm. and the way that your mind gets so sneaky in 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 playing out those fears of like rejection and being abandoned like you don't even realize at first when it starts to creep up you're like oh I like this person right Mm -hmm. therapist friend partner right whatever it is and then the mind is like oh but like you don't even realize it saying like oh they don't like you they're gonna reject you they're gonna be like you don't even like realize it until you're starting to be like oh my god I need reassurance oh my god are we safe are we safe are we safe right and yeah so I love that your therapist really saw, you know, what was happening and was like, wait a second, like, we need to have a really solid relationship, Mm -hmm. like a secure relationship, like you said, before we can do any of the other work. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure like by working on that security with her, it rippled into other areas of your life anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, without me knowing, like she was so good at it what she does that we were doing other stuff without me really knowing because I'm I'm like well what are we working on what are we talking about because I'm like <laughs> I'm so type a I'm like I oh, want to know students. like exactly like right exactly. yeah. I'm like, give me homework she's like yeah no homework you know I was like I'm a homework. and I see her twice a week I mean when we pay no insurance doesn't cover this mm. so <laughs> you know um, it's a whole other conversation right there <laughs> yeah we don't need to talk about that but um, yeah I'm like, we're never, I'm never giving it up. Like I, yeah, yeah. it's, it's self-care, but I'm a different right? person from my was that I was mm-hmm. it's self-care. Yeah. I'm a different, like, I'm, yeah. That I could I, sit here and talk about this is, yeah. is it's huge. Right. Yeah, it's huge. Like, yeah. I mean, Margo and I, for the longest time, like hit our anxiety and, and yeah. all the things that come with it. Right. Because some people hear anxiety and they just think it's like being afraid and nervous in certain situations. Yeah. They don't understand how it like, ripples into social anxiety and separation anxiety it's your whole life rejection yeah. anxiety, right. abandonment you know and, right and it, it was basically margo and i both realized like oh wait we both have a lot of things in common when we started sharing about it like you said earlier right. and that's why we did this podcast is to just normalize it so that people don't feel so alone in their right. experiences because so many people feel this way right no, i agree i mean you might you don't ever know what you know i always say like you might see like a mom or a person or a dad or whoever in your community and or someone at the vet or wherever you are, you know, and they're, they look cute and normal and they're dressed nice and you never know like what they're, what's, what's going on with them. Totally. You know, you just, know. I love that you brought in the outer shell, right? Because it is so, we can't see what's going on with somebody on the inside, not just their their the insides of their physical body but inside their mind certainly and so and we're all really good we were we've been trained from a young age many of us to mask it right to hide it to not share it for fear of being rejected for fear of um you know being ostracized or othered by the community and so who wants that who wants to be othered and ostracized we we need we need each other to survive and so um it just makes so much sense what you're saying and i'm curious like you've been, you were mentioning about the abandonment with your therapist, but like, how mm-hmm. did this show up with other relationships? Like, I know you've been with your partner for a really long time. 
you know, um, so I've so, been married 23 years and it doesn't so like, did you it, have that with him? No. Like, similar for me. It's so funny because I've been yeah. with my husband for 23 years huh. and it was always secure, secure, everything's so secure about that. But then there are other mm. relationships in my life where I'm like, don't leave me. Oh my God, you might leave me. And yeah. I out, you know, it's like, I think it's like, you know, I care a lot about my relationships and it's not, I, my, my husband's amazing. And I, I think oh, it's just, I, I, we are so secure that I don't need to worry about it. He is like my safe person, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, I've been, I've had some situations where I've had to be like very vulnerable and I think it's in those relationships where, you know, um, like with a friend or whatever, and, um, you know, where you're like, you have to open yourself up or whatever it is. And, you know, then you, 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 you just are scared to like, you know, like whatever, then that, that person's going to be, I mean, I, I always worry if I'm being a bother, I worry mm. about being forgotten about, <laughs> um, I worry. I worry about a lot of things. <laughs> He's speaking our language. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean, so I can make you. up really good stories, but I try to stop. I try to, um, I mean, we could talk about like, I have really good strategies that I do and I'll share with yeah. them later. Cause yes, yes. I've worked really hard. I'm working really, really hard on this, like really hard. Yes. I love that. I love that. You're like, I'm working really people. I'm working. No, I'm so in tune. I'm, I'm so in, I'm so in tune. And I would say three years ago, I didn't know what it was. I didn't, mm. I was just, I was like crying on my couch. Like it was yeah. during COVID that I started seeing her. It was like March of 2020 or February of 2020 or whatever it was. And I was just, we saw each other in person like a month and then it was COVID. And then we've been virtual ever since. Wow. Right. So I was oh, like attached right. to this. Yeah. Well, she's building an office, but we still haven't met. Like in person, oh, wow. I mean, we met, but we still haven't met in person. Yeah, and I even yeah. worry that, like, I'm like, what if you don't like? I still ask now, three years later, I'm like, what if we meet in person? And you're like, oh, I don't like Jen. She's <sighs> like, she, I mean, she's like, where is this? Like, she wants to know where it's coming from because she's yeah. like, I'm like, I don't know. Well, what if you find people you like better? You know, and you're like, because I you only see a certain number of clients. She's not taking new clients. She's like. You have to, she's like, I, I don't even know what that's like to get yeah. rid of you. Cause I'm always like, what if you want to get rid of me? And she's like, I don't even know what that means. I'm like, I don't either. I don't know where I came up with this, but right. She's like, yeah, we don't always know the narrative. Where are the narrative? I know. I'm like, are you mad? Are you mad? I'm asking that. I'm like, maybe you're mad now. I'm like, are you mad now that I even asked that? And <laughs> it's like yes. a whole cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know she's, but we do, we do like if, if I did say something to offend her, like we, we talk and yeah. she's taught me that like you could get mad at someone and talk about it yeah. and, and work through it. You know, like if I have said something to offend her or something not meaningful, not like meaning, but like once I said something, I don't know, whatever, I probably was, I don't even remember, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. There's I'll room take for repair. Like, yeah, there's room that's... for repair. And I guess maybe that didn't happen in the past with people, other people. And that's also what I fear. Like mm-hmm. I, friendships have ended for no reason. Yeah. And, you know, I, I remember those times right. and those hurt, you know? Right. And it reinforces the abandonment. It reinforces yeah, it's going right. to happen. Right. It's going to happen. Right. right. And so yeah. that's what happens now when I, ha- when I'm like vulnerable or when I have these other friendships and, you know, people though also don't probably want to hear, are you mad at me? You know, <laughs> the people on the other side. Right. Right. 
And if they're not anxious, I guess, but right. if, you're, right. if you're with the right people, right? It, it well, has been a game changer being with the right people yeah. that are secure, right? That understand who you are, what you're, what you're walking with, what you come to the table with, you know, and it's taken, I don't know, I'll speak for me. It's taken years of practicing, discussing this kind of mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. with new people, especially, but then pretty quickly, it's like, okay, there's, there's set, there seems to be like a level of, of expectation there, right? And it's mutual and it's respectful yeah. and it's boundaried, right? From both yeah. both perspectives. But, you know, I don't know. I think you, well, again, I'll just speak for me. When you reach a certain place or age in your life too, it's just like, I'm only going to offer space and give time to people that I feel like are worth investing in, right? Yeah. And so like, there's maybe over time, there's a little bit more or a little bit less fear of abandonment and more like, Hey, maybe this has just, this has run its course or it's time to move on. Or I've outgrown this relationship or this situation or this job or, you know, whatever it is and trying to find the acceptance and the peace in that. And it's not easy. It is not. Right. Right. And And if, and if there is a relationship that the person knows what you're going through, I feel like they know me now and yeah. or whoever, my friends, anyone knows me. And they could say like, hey, Jen, you know, it, it really, like I, I was upset when blah, blah, blah happened or something. And we talk about it and talk about it and, and figure it out. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah, right. So. That's the part like I feel like for me has evolved too. Because I, I so relate to everything you're saying, especially yeah. in like friendships and everything. Um, I mean, there's still times like Margot and I have been friends for years. And I have the same fears. Like, what if Margot finds people she likes better than me? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and but but in, in regards to like our friendship, I know that if if I said something that upset her, Margot would tell me. Right. So as I've gotten older, I've realized, like, be friends with people that will speak up if something happens and are willing right. to do the repair work. Right. And yes. so that's like been part of it, too, is like my people now will have a commute like communicate about it versus like. Mm-hmm you know, giving me like the cold shoulder and me overthinking, what did I do wrong? Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's dive into, and you've talked a lot about some of the uh, ways that anxiety has shown up in, in terms of like your overthinking and the fear of abandonment and all of that kind of stuff, like mind games, all those fun, mm-hmm. really fun things that we can sometimes experience as warriors. Mm-hmm. But like, Talk to us more about how anxiety shows up in you physically. Do you notice any um, physiological symptoms or um, like what kind of comes up in your body? A lot, I would say is like in my head, like focused on my head, like um, uh, my eyes get blurry sometimes Mm -hmm. if I'm like get foggy kind of, but the blurriness, um, I'm a migraine sufferer, Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of attribute it maybe to some anxiety um I have trouble concentrating I think as I said um uh, I clench my teeth um a big teeth like clench my jaw rather my jaw and I grind my teeth um uh I um get stomach aches Mm -hmm. um what else? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I, I don't know. Yeah. It is a lot. So I don't know what else. Probably more. Um, sometimes I feel like at first I used to feel like a weird thing in my throat. Um, I don't really feel it anymore. Mm. But 
Interesting. Yeah. Maybe you're talking about your anxiety more <laughs> and working on your stuff. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like working on the, talking because I had all the feelings were stuck here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then once I started talking about the feelings, it was like everything started coming out. Yeah. And so like 47, whatever, however many years, I'm 50. So like I'm, whenever <laughs> that was three and a half years ago, like all those right. feelings just poured out. Yeah. What usually comes first? Like the, the anxiety in your body, the anxiety in your mind? Do you notice one quicker than the other oh, and then start attributing it's in my mind. it to anxiety? It's fully in my mind yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. It's in my mind. Yeah. And I, I get that throat thing. Like I, I know what you mean. Cause for so much of my life, I wouldn't communicate what I was thinking or feeling mm-hmm. fear of rejection. Right. And so I yeah. clench my teeth, like you're saying, and just mm-hmm. shove it down and, and I just started to realize like, wow, I'm feeling a lot of tension in my throat. And once I started mm-hmm. to actually speak more about my feelings and, and my experience and, and being more vulnerable, it felt like just lightness here, right? It mm-hmm. just like opened up. So yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Right? The mind body, the mind body yeah. connection. It's a it real is. thing. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, we all talk about it in therapy and I'll say, she'll be like, you know, when she notices me, whatever, I don't know, and she'll be like, well, like, where do you feel it? And I'm like, oh, like, I don't even know somewhere in my mouth, <laughs> mm-hmm. something yes. in my mouth, like my jaw hurts. Like, oh, yeah. 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 All right. Um, so let's, let's dive into the, the fun stuff here. Let's, okay. let's talk a little bit about strategy. What are some of the ways that when anxiety pops up, um, whether it be, I mean, you can kind of share just freely about like the strategies that really serve, no matter what kind of anxiety you're noticing crop up or, um, if there are like specific things that you do for this type of anxiety versus this type of anxiety, you know? So like, let's, let's hear about some of the stuff in the toolbox. Okay. Well, therapy, first of all, whatever. Okay. Um, I think, so for me in between the sessions, I needed to have a trusted friend or family member to talk to, like not mm. everyone, not everyone needs to know yourself. <laughs> But I needed like a trusted friend because I couldn't hold it all in. Like I needed yeah. to be able to have that like one friend or whoever that I could trust with this um, to talk to. Um, I needed to do a lot of learn to do what like self-talk. And like when she first told me this, I was like, no, like not me next. And then she's like, you know, she just kept saying it. She's like, it's going to stick. You know, she's like, the more you tell yourself, she's like, it's it's going to stick, you know? And, and it did like, I bought a book. I'm like, okay, well, what do I, what do I like, what do I do? Like, and she was going away. This was like the first time she was going away. I'm like, okay, well I'll read to keep myself busy. And so, um, we got pink post-it notes and, um, I wrote like, you know, like you're okay right now or whatever it was like, you're okay. And like, you could, this could be, this is scary, but you're okay. Like you're, you know, whatever, like, no one's mad at you and like whatever I was thinking I just told myself and I would write them over and over and I'd put them on the kitchen table I put them in my closet I put them on the bathroom mirror I had them like took pictures and I put them on my phone screen and I would just keep telling myself like I am okay in this moment I'm okay like in this moment I'm okay I'm okay like and I was like someday I'm gonna believe it (laughs) and I did you know and I did and I was like you know what I'm okay I am I'm okay like right now in this moment I am okay. And I learned, I, you know, I was, so like that helped me a lot with like reminding, bringing my, bringing me back to the present. You know, I, I did a lot of like um, movement, like even just going around my block, you know, I'd go and I would like 
put my phone away and I would just like look at the trees just to kind of like not look, keep my mind busy. It, you know, um, first I started for like a minute, like that was it a minute, maybe go five houses or 10 houses or whatever. And just to say, like, think like, okay, Jen, you could do this. <laughs> like you could, you could do a minute, like without thinking about, well, what if someone doesn't call you back or what if blah, 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 or, you know, you know, what if someone's mad at you or what's going to happen? How are you going to make it till Monday without, you know, without talking to her? So, um, yeah, but movement helped stretching, you know, things like that. Cause that just kind of keeps you like in the present, yeah. which yeah. was really hard for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, I could go on. I could share more. Yeah. If you want. Um, I mean, I just, I love these anchors, right? Cause like everything yes. you're saying, these things like I'm okay. Right. Yeah. Or this, like using your body, like all of those anchor you into the present moment. And, and I just right. really just want to highlight that because the overthinking takes us anywhere, but the present, right? right. It's like mm -hmm. projecting future stuff. It's ruminating on the right. past and it's just like a head bouncing around. Right. right. So I get these images of like all the things you're saying, it just like, whoosh, like pulls you into your body and your body's here right now. Right. Right. And right. I, just, right. I, I love it. Yeah. Right. So, right. So it's always like coming back to the present. So even if I felt like I was pan like feeling like panic, come on, um, something, I would try to get myself back. Um, and I made like a sensory little kit, you know, with something to feel, um, something to smell, um, you know, like something to look at. I, whatever I put, like, I made like a music list on my phone, um, just all that. And we also like worked on like the, the rainbow, like, um, looking for things in the room, like three red and naming them like the leave thing on the zoom, you know, or, you know, and naming them. Cause that again, brings you right back to the present moment. Yeah. Um, like three orange things and three yellow things and three green. And that's like really good when you're feeling anxious. Cause again, it's going to bring you right back to the present moment. And um, so, so good. It's yeah. so I wrote down yeah. in this moment, I'm okay. Cause mm -hmm. you, you know, and Abby kind of touched on it too a moment ago, but like, that's just such a powerful affirmation for us, right. For mm -hmm. all that's something that I know all of our warriors can think about for themselves right, right now. Right. Does it yeah. could be on a post-it? It could be, I love the post-it because it can stick to things, right? Like your phone, <laughs> mm -hmm. your refrigerator, your, yeah. you know, your arm, whatever, like just have it with you. And it's like, in this moment, I'm okay. Like yeah, simple, but not easy. But the more we practice, the stronger that muscle becomes. Right. I'm trying to find, I just was cleaning out my desk um, in my office and I found all sorts of Yes. See, can you see them? Like all yeah. sorts of post-it notes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, warriors. We're looking at a photo on Jen's phone and it's just like a good, like 20 little post-its on the camera. It was like, be nice to yourself. Mm. Um, this is scary and I'm okay. Mm. This is different in this moment. I'm okay. I'm not that little girl anymore. Oof, um, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess. I love, this is different. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really want, I'm going to keep that one because I, uh, positive affirmations like changed my life too. Mm -hmm. Like positive self-talk was definitely something that I learned. 
I feel grateful that I learned it at a younger age, you know, cause I've been able to, use, that's like the one tool that I had before I knew that my experience was anxiety, yeah. but I love that. I am, this is different. It's right. like, it's not labeling that it's good or bad or, right. or it's awful or the worst, or it's amazing. It's just, this is different. Like this is mm-hmm. new, this feeling, this right. thing. it's like, we can attribute that to so many things. And I yeah. just love sort of the newness of that without it being mm-hmm. labeled. Right, right. Right. It's like accepting it, that it's different. And then it's like, okay. Right. It's like, it's I love okay. that too. Yeah. So beautiful, yeah. Jen. Those are some amazing I'm strategies. not giving my, that's credit to her. <laughs> uh, of, of course, we credit yes. everything to the therapist. Yeah. You know, we all, none of us come up with stuff on there on our own, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're being fed messages at home, at school, in books with our friends and coworkers. Mm-hmm. And some of it comes from within, I'm sure, but you, you, you create what works for you based on all the little amazing nuggets and messages that you've received throughout your life and try to make it a full suitcase full of stuff that you pull out Mm -hmm. anytime you need to, um, you know, give yourself a little bit of support. So good. I even, I even like got this like jar, like at Michael's and I was like, cause I used to do this with my kids. Like, and I was a teacher like before I had kids. So I was like all about like positive reinforcement. And I'm like, I need to like give myself some kind of reinforcement, something like, and so if I, I think I, I even, at first I was like a whole day, if I could like go a whole day without, I think it was like, maybe I was like emailing her or texting her or something like asking her if she was mad or something. And I was like, if I can make it a whole day, I'm like, well, that, that's too hard. Then I like broke it down. And I was like, if I could do it, like I did like nine, you know, eight to 12 or 12 to four and four. And I gave myself, I bought these like really pretty, like beads or whatever and I filled them up in a jar and and I I showed her like I was like oh yeah and I did and I was like kept filling it and I was like oh now I just have to fill the jar you know and it was like my goal because I'm like really like driven and I was like I need to like fill this jar like ASAP and so it just kind of made me like not reach out to her and that really helped me actually like something like that like having that goal um and knowing I could do it, like I, yes. I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it. Um, and I, and building that trust. I love that. So good. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's like discomfort tolerance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, keep, it was. Yeah. Right. And you're showing you can tolerate it and you have this goal to reward yourself mm-hmm. because I'm sure the thoughts still were there. You just didn't act on the thoughts. And that part was helping yeah. you with, with being okay in the discomfort. Trust me, I wrote the emails. I <laughs> yeah. wrote them to myself. Right. I wrote them to myself. Right. I would Nothing write out wrong with like a journal. It was almost like a journal. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Um, how would you describe your relationship to anxiety? Um, boy. Um, my relationship to anxiety. Um meaning what do you mean by that Mm. so it's so funny everyone takes this question in their own way um you know just maybe if you could think of a word or a phrase Mm -hmm. that would describe how you feel about your anxiety like if you imagined your anxiety is like something separate from you right its own person or its own entity or whatever if you will like what is your relationship to that thing like either in the past or in general or these days? Um, I guess like I'm not letting it like be a dictator anymore, really. Like I'm not letting it be like a someone control anymore. Mm, 
I like like that you use dictator. Like, yeah, yeah, because it really does. Like when you're not aware of that anxiety, it makes you do so many things to try to make it's like grasping to try to feel better. Manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It manipulates you to do things. And and you're like, I don't want to do this, but I have to Right. The people pleasing. Yeah. Right. So I like that it's no longer a dictator. Like right. that I mean, that's growth right there. Like I feel more like lightness and ease, like in my chest, just thinking mm-hmm. about that. Right. Like that's yeah. evolution. Like, whew. yeah. Imagine mm-hmm. taking down a dictator. Like who, who doesn't want that? That's <laughs> right. Really powerful. That is powerful. It's good. Yeah. All right. So if you could go back in time and speak to a younger version of yourself, what mm-hmm. kind of advice would you offer? Um to trust yourself mm. yeah um because I'm just learning to do that now yeah. um same yeah yeah it's a work in progress Tr- right yeah it's a work in progress and like it's okay to, to share your feelings like tr- you know trust in yourself and trust yeah yeah yes it's gonna be okay yeah it's gonna be okay like it's gonna be okay like you have a great life you know like it's gonna be okay mm. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so powerful. Like Margot and I talk a lot about like life skills that we wish we learned when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them, like being able to trust yourself is a skill, right? We're not all born with that. Like, and, and, and to, when you start to really develop that trust within yourself, like there is a shift, right? There's like, and, and so I just love that because I think, it's- I think, it's hard. It's something yeah. really hard. I mean, and multiple <laughs> professionals have told me, like, just trust yourself. Like, you just need to trust in yourself. Like, you have all the tools. You know everything. Like, yeah. you just have to trust yourself. I'm like, but what do you think? But what, what do you mean? Like, and, and right. I, can, what do you think? And, <laughs> it's yeah, so honest. It's I so know, honest, Jen. It's, and it almost, even when you just said it twice. It's like right? my comfort zone. <laughs> I mean, that's like what I'm right. Like, yeah. I'm, I made, mean, I'm being totally honest here. <laughs> yeah. It made my chest tighten up when you said, just trust yourself. Yeah. Just trust what yourself. Mean? Because it just sounds like, oh, it's easy. Just yeah. Hurry up and just try. It's like, well, if I could trust myself, don't you think <laughs> I would have been doing that already? Like, right. it's one of those things where it sounds like placative. And even though you know it comes from a good place and that at the end of the day, it's good advice. That doesn't mean that it isn't something we need to actively work towards or actively practice every day. Like, yeah. yeah and tell us so, how, right? Mm, like, right. if you're telling us to trust ourselves, give tools, us some please. tools on how to start doing that. If our whole lives we haven't trusted ourselves, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. exactly. like what's that one step next? Like, okay, <laughs> let me practice. Yeah. Right. Mm. All right. So final question before we get into some lightning round fun. What does being an anxiety warrior mean to you when you hear this phrase comes up for you? Um, I guess like it's like someone who keeps showing up, like not giving up and showing up consistently and for yourself, you know, um, you know, I, I think when people hear my story and they're like, you stuck even like my therapist is like no one you you, you know like no one would have stuck out what you went through like mm-hmm. with doing this healing work like you're amazing she's like you're the strongest person I know um she's like because 
this is really, really hard work. Like this is harder than probably like, I think going to medical school, probably, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sorry that yeah. my friends are doctors, but like, um, but it's really hard work and you keep showing up. Um, it's really hard work, but you keep showing up. Yeah. And keep showing up. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it, listen, it's not like this. I right. mean, no healing is like this. Um, there's like, it's like, you know, it's like peaks and valleys, ups, peaks yeah. and valleys. There's good days, bad days. Um, and things are going to trigger you and, you know, yeah. you're going to have to, it gets easier to recognize the triggers, you know, when you learn and then it's handling that. Right. And it's, you know, you, so much you could do in therapy. It's really, it's all on, it's what you do all on your own. That's it. That's the showing up part, right? Like right. showing up yeah. to therapy is like easy. I'm not saying right. it really is easy. I put that in quotes, everyone, right? Like showing up to therapy is hard enough. Yeah, that no, that's the easy part. But it's, it's what you yeah. do on your own. It's, it's taking the, that stuff and, and practicing it on your own. Yes. And showing up for yourself on a like moment to moment basis. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's good. Consistency is key, people. Mm-hmm. All right, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us and our warriors. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, my but pleasure. It's time to party now. It's time yeah. to play okay. a little bit. We're going to get into some lightning round fun. But first, okay. but first here's the sting, okay? You got to like <laughs> wait for the sting to know it's official. Uh -oh. Are you ready for lightning round uh, am i <laughs> yes lightning okay oh, so here comes lightning the lightning <laughs> we're each gonna i know right i'm like this and this weather here today anyway um, yeah it just started for you huh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh really no really oh, yeah yeah it oh just goodness like thunder or something okay yeah, something some kind of universe god source you are ready that for was, lightning the, yeah. saw lightning and i saw lightning like that was crazy. abby we made that happen we wow. did that. I'm impressed. That's a first. That is a first. Okay. Yeah. So we're just going to go back and forth and ask you a handful of fun, get to know you type questions. Anxiety can right. be kind of weighty. We like to end on okay. a high note with some, some play and silliness. You do not have to answer at lightning speed. Take a pause, take a breath. It's going to be okay. In this moment, you are okay, Jen. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Abby, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So, you know, off the bat, what is your go-to like song that just like brightens your mood? Um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, but these aren't like happy songs. Like right now, I'm not listening to like happy songs. So it's like yeah, I but it doesn't yeah. make you feel good. Yeah, I don't. I love like Rachel Platten. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Yes! So right totally. now, I'm like listening to like Rachel Platten's new song, Girls. Oh, I haven't even heard that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love Rachel Platten, so I'll make sure to check yeah. that out. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say. I'm embarrassed to say that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's perfect because I'm going to stay in this lane a little bit. Okay. And now that you said embarrassed, I'm going to like add that layer to this question. <laughs> oh, no. What okay. is a song that you embarrassingly know every word to and could mm. just like crush a karaoke? But maybe it's a little embarrassing to admit that you know every word to this song. Probably something from Greece. Yes. yes. Which one? All of them? Like, yeah, summer all of loving. them. <laughs> yeah, summer loving. I don't yes. know. Okay. What is some like interesting hobby that you like doing? Something that, you know, you just do for fun. Um, 
nothing work related at all I feel like sometimes work stuff always climbs into our you know it's like oh I really like doing this thing but it's actually for work so what is like just something that brings you joy that's like a hobby I love to read I mean I used to read a book a week when my anxiety is on the low end like lowered <laughs> but as I have more anxiety it's definitely harder to read yes yes yeah, I sometimes get anxiety about reading like I enjoy reading so much that like if I don't get a certain amount of reading done in a day or yeah. a week, I feel anxious about reading. But I yeah. yeah, it's like one of my daily hobbies. Don't you love when we're anxious about the stuff that's supposed to bring us joy? We love <laughs> right. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have a favorite vacation spot and why is it your favorite? Um, well, we just went to um for my husband and I just both turned 50 um, and we went to London and Paris and mm. um, yeah, I, I hadn't been there since I was 21. So Paris was amazing. Um, I love it there. And I love Israel. I've been to Israel three times. Oh. So awesome. yeah, love to travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love that. Okay. Final question. Um, so you live in Florida. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, I mean, the locals might, like, might not like this, but what is like one of the best beaches in Florida that people should go to? You know, so I live in South Florida. Like I live probably an hour north of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the beaches aren't like crazy nice over here. I think they're much nicer on the West Coast, like okay. near Naples over there because mm-hmm. it's the Gulf. It's a lot like calmer and Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of nice areas. I unfortunately haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Even I though moved... I've lived here for 22 years. Well, I have family in Florida, right? Okay. But I've moved to Colorado, which is landlocked and it is mm-hmm. like awful. Right. I miss beaches. And so my cousins who live in Florida send me pictures when they're on the beach all the time. And I'm always mm-hmm. so super envious, but they're not near Naples. So maybe I'll make the trip to go to the beaches there because if you're going to make a trip for a beach you want a nice beach yeah Yeah. I mean anywhere like on like Marco Island Naples I think it's nice over there all right well thank you Jen for playing with us for a little bit oh thank you that was fun before that gave me more um, anxiety (laughs) some people do get anxiety from it it's true when you can't prepare yeah so we like to ask all of our guests to share a win of the week something big or small that's happened to you it doesn't have to be this week it could just be something that happened recently that felt like a win that i could do um so my daughter she's not listening um (laughs) she just graduated from college a few weeks ago um and anyways we just went to a doctor this morning because she's recently had like two reactions um after eating like two different things and what she was actually just in europe like traveling and one thing happened when she was in italy and so we went to the doctor this morning and it was i just found out that it was like an anaphylactic reaction oh no um that the doctor kind of scared me <laughs> yeah she's like you should have called 911 um so um I handled it well. Um I thought I would have been a way more of a rack. <laughs> sure. Um, but you know, we're figuring this out. We already have mm. our EpiPens. <laughs> um, but 
yeah so i'm kind of happy with how i handled it yes awesome. that's always a win when we're yeah. like yeah. okay wait yeah. I didn't like freak out like or I, I think she was there out. I think because like when you're when your kids are there like you have to show up for your kids yeah that's fair that's yeah fair. yeah yeah um, our reactivity yeah. can be a beast so the fact that and I love that you're looking at that as a win because it is right oh Those god yeah wins, right it's not even little it's a big win yeah not, not reacting in the way that maybe you once would have or mm-hmm. maybe that you felt deep inside, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you knew like, okay, I need to show up right now to be mother to my child who's dealing right. with this new thing that could be scary, you know, um, but now you've got a plan, right? And yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And you can't go back on the past. So it's like the past yep. is over. She's okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, right. now we just have to move forward. Right. Right. You can't That's overthink good. the past because she's okay. Right. And now it's right. totally, I feel it. Oof, that's yeah. a good one. That is yeah. a really good place to end. Um, all right, Jen. So tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Sure. Um, follow me on Instagram, um, Jen Salk, um, J-E-N-S-A-L-K. Um, I have a website. I don't really do too much on there, but like I probably will put this on there. Like when I go on different, I've been on like a podcast a week. So you could follow me. I have different things I share on different podcasts. Awesome. Is it jensalk.com? Um, it is. Yes. Okay. Jensalk.com. Yeah. Awesome. That's all. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. It was a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that I was able to share that. Yes. Yes. We're very glad to. We're very glad. All right. Bye. Bye. Who warriors. Yeah. What an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, 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 Jen is like, she said a lot of the same things that you and I say to each other all the time uh, Yeah, for years. Totally. Totally. I, I was so there, especially in the overthinking yeah. and the reassurance. Like I was like, you are speaking my life. Yes. It feels like <laughs> that a lot with our guests. It really yeah. does. Like there are so many big or little notes of ourselves and everyone, mm-hmm. every warrior that we have the honor to talk to. And Jen was of course, no exception. Yeah. Um, I think my first takeaway, I, I just love that Jen is very type a, right. She was like talking to her therapist about getting homework and like trying to, you know, be a good student. And I could very mm-hmm. much appreciate that honesty. Um, but I really thought it was awesome that even though she was told like, Hey, you need to work on some positive self-talk that she was just like, Nope, that's not me next. But that she was able to open herself up to it. And now it's like a big part of her practice. And it seems like it's really benefited her. I loved hearing about the post-it affirmations Mm -hmm. and just like all of her coping strategies. I think that was my favorite part of our conversation. Just listening to her talk about making that sensory kit. I love that. Yes. So many grounding tools and techniques. Yes. That was actually, I mean, that was one of my takeaways was um, I love hearing everyone's different coping techniques. And and oftentimes when people share stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I do that too, right? But yeah. when, she, when she shared the rainbow, like I had heard like, you know, n- like naming five things you can see, four things you can hear, you know, I've yeah. heard that, but I had never heard the rainbow, like find three reds, find three oranges, find three... And that really like it really resonated when she was speaking about that, you know, and so I I loved all of her takeaways as as 
you know, all, all our listeners know Margo and I are super, super passionate about affirmations and like anchoring statements into the present moment or like, you know, reminding us how, how, how strong and powerful we are. Um, but the rainbow piece, I've actually never heard anyone speak about. And I feel like that would be something super helpful because it's so easy to do anywhere. Right. Yeah. And so that's yeah. something that I feel like the next time I feel like I'm overthinking, I feel like I'm not present. Like that is something I want to try out and see how it feels because it's, you have to think about it. You have to like, think about like, okay, Roy G bit, right. You have to like, think about the <laughs> colors of the rainbow. And then you have to really put your attention to finding the three ones. Like, I feel like that would really help my brain with structure and it would take a long enough time that like yeah. it might get me back in the present. So I, I really appreciate right. it's it. It's like a full activity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It isn't just like, oh, feel the bottoms of your feet, which I do all the time. And it actually right. serves me really well. Right. But like it, it only takes a moment. And then mm -hmm. guess what? A moment later, sometimes I'm back in my head or I'm out yeah. of my body again. Right. If all of a sudden I can't maybe stand still, feel the bottoms of my feet for 10 minutes. I can only do it for 20 seconds and maybe I needed longer. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yes, I agree. I think that's a, a, a tangible one that a lot of warriors can hopefully Go ahead and toss into their tool chest as well. Um, yeah. I think my final takeaway, you know, I, I related to a lot of Jen's physical symptoms. I um, grew up with a lot of painful head pain, just horrible mm -hmm. headaches. I don't know that I would have ever called them migraines. And I certainly was never like diagnosed with anything in terms of, you know, you are someone that suffers from migraines, mm -hmm. but I definitely struggled with head pain as a child. And it's followed me through adulthood. I've been able to nip it in the bud quickly, quickly enough these days. Like I notice when a headache's coming. And so there are certain things I can do to keep it at bay. Mm -hmm. Um, or when I get the headache to tamper it down quickly, but I just, I felt really seen in that moment, um, with just sort of talking about the, the clenching of her jaw and the grinding of the teeth and like feeling that, that like, and that thing in her throat without being able to say what it is. And I know you said that you related as well, just yeah. like, feeling like I can't share what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing outwardly to anyone. Yeah. And so um, that was kind of more of an aside than a takeaway or just like something I wanted to re reflect on. But my other big takeaway was just like how easy it can be to tell someone to just go ahead and trust themselves. Oh God, yeah. But putting that into practice yes. is a whole other thing. Yes. And I just appreciated Jen's kind of honesty about like how that's a journey for her. Right. Right. And for anyone listening, like, don't just tell someone to trust themselves, like yeah. give them a step. Right. Cause for me, like, I definitely heard that too. And it, it, it even to this day, like, you know, how have I practiced trusting my, you know, and it's like speaking up right in safe situations, but speaking my truth in safe situations and seeing that everything's okay. Right. It's like these teeny little things that help me trust myself, but like, did someone tell me how to do it? No, I had to like, start to like figure it out. Maybe someone yeah. did and I don't remember and I'm not crediting them and I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there was, you know, yeah, you no, know. I feel you. Yeah. Um, I feel like my final takeaway is, um, just really how, how honest she was, um, with, with the abandonment wound. And like, for me, mm. I use attachment theory and I use anxious attachment. Right. So for, for with her and her language, the way I heard it was through the lens of my experience with anxious attachment. Right. And I just really, really, really value and appreciate how she shared about like how, you know, 
you can just be interacting with someone and everything is totally fine. And you leave that conversation and you're like, oh my God, they hate me. Right. Or, oh, they don't really want to be my friend or, oh, they're going to leave me. Right. But, but the subtlety of it in the mind is the, the, the part that like is so hard to really articulate, right? Like we can say how it shows up. It shows up with us like calling or texting a lot. It shows up with us being like, hey, do you really want to hang out? Do you really mean it? You know, hey, are you really mad at me? Are you not mad at me? Like I saw you do that thing, right? And so I just really appreciated her articulating the experience because, you know, especially in my younger years, I feel like, like I lived like that a lot. Right. And my anxiety would have me try to like manipulate or change situations so I could feel safe with other people without me realizing that the deeper level of it was this fear of ejection, this fear of abandonment. And so like, you know, my takeaway is just, it's just appreciation of the conversation because I do really feel like there's not enough conversation around like how we navigate a world when we're so afraid of being abandoned, when we're so afraid of being rejected, right? And how, what our mind does to make us try to feel safe in those situations and secure, but there's actually better tools out there than like what our anxiety is telling us to do. Mm, Well said. Yeah. That was a really, that whole set, a section of our interview was probably the most powerful. I agree. Mm -hmm. Just, just hearing that, that, I don't know, that freaking realness, right? Mm -hmm. Just the honesty about what it feels. I think something else and something you just said reminded me of it too. And I think we've talked about this with at least one or two of our other guests, just like how hard the fear of rejection is. Yeah. Right. Just Mm -hmm. like that piece of abandonment for anxious attachment people, whatever the situation. But like, I think that even people that aren't anxious have experienced like some rejection in some form. And, um, it isn't talked about enough how hard and scary and painful that is. Yeah. The fear and of so, it or being rejected, it. the devastation, right? Like it's the like, grief. A, yeah, yeah. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good job, Jen. Thank you for all of that. Very, very helpful and valuable. Um, all of those very helpful and valuable life lessons for us, for all of our warrior listeners. Thank you warriors for being with us again this week. If you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you can join our Instagram fam. We're at Anxiety Warriors Podcast, or you can feel free to shoot us an email at anxietywarriorspodcast at gmail.com. Shout out those wins of the week, share topic ideas with us. Or if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our show, let us know. Let us get you on the calendar, help you tell your anxiety journey to our warrior fam. Please take a couple of seconds and smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you're tuning into this right now, like, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. And we are selling some amazing merch and our threadless shop, hop on into our show notes and buy yourself something fun or something fun for the warriors in your life. Yes. (laughs) Thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We are so grateful that we get to do this with you. Till next time.